Welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Zach Bingham. He is Luke Worsham filling in for Austin Stanley. This is A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Use that promo code right there on the screen. A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports. Download the app today. They power us and they can power you. You can win some bets. Last night was not good. My Kirk Cousins bet did not happen. Uh, Though a very good game if you watch Thursday Night Football. We're also presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Make sure you go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com and look at their inventory for your next ride. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. 15 minutes simulates five hours of working out. That's Mandu.com. Renter's Warehouse, only $89 for them to take over and be the landlords for you. And, and that is a big deal. If you have a piece of property, don't mess with the tenants. Let Renter's Warehouse do all the work for you. And Bone and Joint Institute, right there in Franklin, they are one of the best, the best when it comes to your health. They've got you covered, whether it's a shoulder, a hip. They, they've got state-of-the-art facility with the best doctors. That's right there at the Bone and Joint Institute. All right, Luke, two things. First, the Magic Bucket says that I am or had to wear eyeshadow. So I borrowed some of my girlfriend's eyeshadow she just gave it to me zero instruction and i think the best comment so far i think we're gonna have some good comments is from orlando who stated that i look like the dead president (laughs) which i think is funny i saw what it said now we know what zach is up to at night right i i I guess you're wearing more eyeshadow than your girlfriend would typically wear i would hope so anyway uh, I wasn't given any instructions. <laughs> Granted, I didn't really ask for any instructions because I didn't. I did, she would have probably told me, "Hey, go watch a YouTube or go watch a TikTok." Right? Titan Kyle says, "Is that Luke and Derek Carr?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, so there was different colors, and then there was glitter, and I was like, I'm staying away from the glitter. I might as well go for the middle, little bit of the dead look, and so. Uh, I don't know if I'm picking anybody up with this eyeshadow, but uh, hey, you got to do what the magic bucket tells you to do. So uh, we got that out of the way. You're going to have to bear with me uh, for at least today's show of how I look. But Luke, now the floor is yours when it comes to what happened yesterday. So there's the, the timeline is unfortunate. I guess let's just be honest. But it starts off before Zach Cunningham that were was uh, dropped by the Houston Texans after signing a massive contract, went to the waiver wire. And Luke, you wrote this. You can see bottom left corner of the, of the screen. December 9th, 2021, Tennessee Titans. Why Zach Cunningham won't end up with the Titans? Well, Luke, that didn't happen. So the floor is yours to explain why you wrote that article and why it turned out to be the complete polar opposite. Yeah, so, excuse me, I I do want to at least somewhat defend myself because if you haven't read the article, I want to make clear that what I never said was it would be a bad idea. I never said that I thought they shouldn't sign Zach Cunningham or, or claim Zach Cunningham. I just felt like, based on the circumstances that were involved in the situation that they wouldn't it was it was a practical assessment it was it was a prediction it was not a 
you know, this is a dumb move. So when I come out in a few minutes and I say that I think this can help them, I don't want to see <clears throat> comments in the chat saying, oh, you're, you're, you're changing your mind. No, I never said it was a bad idea. I just said I didn't think it would happen. This is why I didn't think it would happen, just to sort of summarize the article for you. Uh, I thought, first of all, there was no way he would make it that far. Jerry Fowler from ESPN tweeted a couple days ago, like right after this happened, when Cunningham went on waivers, he said, talking to a lot of teams, uh, no one you know below like the 20 mark feels like they're going to have a shot at this guy. And Titans were well below the 20 mark. I mean, they're, they're second in their conference. So one of the best records in the league toward the bottom of the waiver wire. So that was one thing. Excuse me. It just felt like the Titans wouldn't have a shot at him. So that was the first thing I said. Second thing was, I'm honestly surprised that they're comfortable with the money. Now, I know that uh, moving forward, the Zach Cunningham deal is basically voidable. And to me, this seems like a bit of a rental proposition. And Houston has already paid most of his salary for this year. So, you know, I guess that does make sense. And maybe I was a little off track with that one. But then the third thing, and, and we can talk more about this as we get into the kind of impact Cunningham can make. I don't know how much he's going to play or how soon he's going to play because we're not sure about his vaccination status. Uh, so we don't know if he'll be in today or if he'll have to go through a holding period with testing. Uh, and at the same time, I feel like until he gets a grasp of the playbook, because Vrabel is so insistent on no more than one position and know the whole defense right, I could very easily see this team preferring, at least for the interim, Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown. And then when David Long gets healthy, I could very easily see the team still preferring that trio to Zach Cunningham. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of impact he make and makes. And just to sort of summarize all that, never said I thought it was a bad idea or dumb or anything like that. I just didn't think that practically it would happen. And and that's the part that I was dead wrong on. Yeah, and credit goes to, to Austin. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, and he said that, I don't know if he predicted that he that he would actually fall to the Titans, but I think we all believed that that should happen. Now, there is a $10 million risk, and that is true. So you got to think about this. And the Titans, they were the ones that are going to take this risk. If, in fact, Zach Cunningham gets injured the rest of the season, there is a $10 million clause for next year. That's something they were ris risking to take. But I think the one thing of why they pulled the trigger on it is because they had linebacking problems, Right. Jayon Brown is not playing the same way that he did last year prior to his elbow dislocation. Rashawn Evans, we found out what that guy's ceiling is in a Titans uniform, and it's not very high. It sure as hell is not first-round pick high, right? And David Long Jr. has, I, I think, surprised us in some way this year with his play. And, you know... I. I think he's been good, but I think with his injury back and forth, uh, he needs to rise to the occasion because they need him. Uh, they they really need him for this playoff push. That's why they came in with Zach Cunningham. I think one of the things that they had with Zach Cunningham is 
they had a disgruntled player at a different place. And what do we see? Uh, we haven't heard from Odell Beckham Jr. bitching and moaning about how he's unhappy, right? Well, because he left Cleveland and he got happy. Yeah. He went to the Rams. He caught a touchdown pass, right? Like he, he, he's now a little bit more productive. That's what you hope to see from Zach Cunningham now in a new yeah. jersey, in a familiar place, Vanderbilt tie. I think there's a comfort level. And here's the last thing, Luke, before we get to our question. I mean, he's proven that he can be pretty damn good. You know, yeah. leading the league, not many people have led the league in anything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the comments are already rolling in telling me, oh, I'm – I'm waffling and I'm going back on what I said. First of all, Brandon says uh, Cunningham is extremely better than Rashawn Evans. Brandon, I want you to find for me where I said the opposite of that is true. Because you're right. Cunningham is better than Rashawn Evans. What I said was based on knowledge of the scheme right now, in the interim, I could very easily see this coaching staff preferring Evans. That's what I said. I think... Uh... Look, it's a new player coming into a new defense on a new team, right? So there is going to be a period of time where he probably is not thrown into the mix and given a green dot, right? Yeah, so that, like that, that, that's like, what I'm, I'm not, saying. Like that blue who says, why wouldn't he play? That That's the argument. I'm not, again, it's not a shouldn't thing. I'm saying, I just don't think that for the interim, they'll be comfortable, like you're saying, just throwing him what out. What is there. the interim, though, I would ask you? Well, so because I, I, I think that's logical. That's like that. Everybody knows that, right? He's not, they're not just going to come in and give him the leader of the defense. That, that's like, what is the interim for you? So, well, I, I don't think he's going to play at all this week because Paul Koharski tweeted yesterday that, you know, we, there's a chance he's not in the building until Tuesday. And so I would think that. You know, that's Paul fine. They didn't pick up, him off would... off waivers to beat the Jags, right? Like, and Correct. that's circumstantial, right? So, like, and again, I'm not saying is... this was a, I'm not saying this was a bad move. I'm just saying practically, I don't know when this guy's going to play a lot. Here's a question. There, well, you know what? Let's get to the question of the people, and I will okay. follow this good question. I think up to you, Luke. After we answer this question, because I the the interim <laughs> okay. conversation is pretty interesting, right? They just signed yeah. a guy. And when is he actually going to make an impact? And that's where we're going next, which is Zach Cunningham. And comment in the comment section. We need your help to answer this question. Will Zach Cunningham make a big or small impact for the Titans this year? So big or small is the answer that we need. But first, I am going to tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness did my man do workout recently? Absolutely love it. You get that sore feeling, which is the good feeling, but it makes you healthier. It makes you stronger. It helps you lose weight. There's so many benefits of Mandu. The pulse of fitness, your first workout is absolutely free. So go to Mandu and tell them that he sports sent you. Say, hey, I want to try it out. And literally 15 minutes, that's all the workout is, but it, it simulates five hours of working out. First workout's absolutely free. Sign up today at mandu.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you today. If you use that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, 
and you download their app, you will get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great deal to take advantage of. If you are new to the sports betting world, maybe you've seen our pick show on Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. and you're wanting to get in on some of that smoke that Alan Bell and Brian Edwards are always telling you about, or you're a veteran sports better and you're just looking for a new book to try out, a new deal to take advantage of, this is for you as well. So wherever you are on the sports betting spectrum, give BetMGM a try. Promo code A to Z Sports, risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, big or small impact for the Titans this year for Zach Cunningham. Let's go to the comment section and see what they have. We got a lot of bigs, which is good. I mean, we got a lot of comments in general, which is better, but let's go through them. Derek says big. Clayton says big. David says big. Um, big from Marquee. And Ryan brings up a point. Uh, Demarius Thomas, the late, unfortunately, Demarius Thomas. We do think about him. Unfortunately, passed away. I think anybody who's a football fan from the Peyton Manning days, I mean, he made an impact to the Broncos, played for the Jets for a little bit. Uh, it appeared that he passed away for medical reasons. It looked to be, as I read this morning, seizure, uh, maybe a possible seizure. Uh, yeah, that's what the his, AP had this morning. Right. Right. So uh, our obviously um, thoughts and, and prayers go out to his family because anytime a person dies that young, I mean, that's completely terrible and unfortunate. And uh, so a, a recognizable name. So Demarius Thomas, I did want to recognize that. Eric says big deal for Zach Cunningham. Jeff says big. Jimmy says big. Steven says something a little bit more specific, and I don't think he's the author, but Stephen King comes in here and says, <laughs> small regular season, but big postseason. Tank Sinatra, our guy on YouTube, says huge, big from Guy, big from Ahmad, big from Ed. Brent says big. Louie says small. Joe says big. And Gabriel says big impact since losing David Long Inside linebacker has been average as far as that play goes with Jayon Brown's up and down. I mean, the Jayon Brown missed tackle that we've all we all saw here recently, and Rashawn Evans having that high ankle sprain that has kept him out for several weeks. The chat says big. Luke, what do you say? It's a small deal. And I think as we talked before the show. You know, typically when we do these types of topics, right, we say big deal, small deal, no deal. And we took the no deal off because I don't think anyone would say no deal. And I don't know how you could say no deal, right? He's a good football player. He's an impact kind of guy. I'm sure you've all seen the quote from Vrabel last year where he's talking about how the Titans probably won't play a more instinctive linebacker than Zach Cunningham. Just a few weeks ago, right, when the Titans played the Texans, he was getting on their nerves and making life hard for them on offense. So, obviously, it is not a no deal. The question is not whether this is a good move. It makes sense. The question is, again, how big will the impact be? And the reason I say small deal is coming in this late in the year and to a linebacking room that already has three players. You know, Evans hadn't been great, but that, that has three players who this team likes. I, I, I want to see how much they play him before I'm willing to say big deal. If they're willing to go guns a-blazing on this guy 
and after a couple weeks, throw him into the fire and let him be the starter along with David Long when he gets back, then obviously this would be a big impact. I just, as I sit here right now, knowing Mike Vrabel as well as I do from covering him for four years, I, I question whether that's going to happen. Okay, that's fair. I mean, um, I disagree with it because, and, and here's my reasoning. I understand yours. Here's my reasoning. Uh, Rashawn Evans is a first-round pick. Has he been good? Has he lived up to his billing? Has he lived up to no. uh, that pick? No. No. The answer is no. So, what did they do? They went out and got a smart, tough, physical linebacker from a bad spot, the Houston Texans, Look at that franchise as a whole. They are the worst run franchise in the NFL Poverty right franchise. now. Right? Bottom, bottom of the barrel. This is why I love what the Titans did. Now, the $10 million risk, I still I can't get over, but I think risk and reward, that's fair. That's life, right? What are you going to do? I think what the Titans are doing, I think it's a great idea. They are betting on what most teams bet on trading for a big player in the middle of the season. This was a waiver wire pickup, but that is he'll play well. He'll enjoy the coaching staff. He'll make friends and we'll pay him in the off season. Now he's not going to get the same deal that he got with the Texans, but this is what I think that they're going to do. And this is, I'm actually leaning more towards best case scenario. I don't know if it will be the Supreme best. They're replacing Rashawn Evans with Zach Cunningham. That is the ideal situation. Zach Cunningham has had a better year than Rashawn Evans has ever had. He's had a better so what career they want than to Rashawn do, Evans. Huh? But had a better career than Rashawn Evans. That's that's the point. That's why I think he will have a big impact. I think the ideal situation, and this was the question I was going to ask you, I'll ask you now. Do you okay. think Zach Cunningham will be starting? The Titans have a 90-plus percent chance of making the playoffs. Do yeah. you think that Zach Cunningham will be starting at linebacker in the playoffs, in the wild card or divisional round, wherever they start? Oh, man. I, it's probably like 55-45. I didn't ask you the percentage. I said, <laughs> did, do you think 55, Zach, 55, yes. Do you so think that Zach answer. Cunningham will be I, starting? I, I think he will, but I think it's very close because I think this team likes Jayon Brown. And I think David Long is potentially even better than Zach Cunningham. But, but Luke, you can't answer the question as a small impact if you just said that Zach Cunningham is going to be the starting linebacker of the football team. That You talk about uh, something that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. So it is a big impact. That is the answer if you believe what you've said. Look, I'm not saying that you're answering the questions. I'm just asking you. So it Zach, is, I think... I don't know if it will be the best best case scenario is Rashawn Evans. He ain't coming back, right? Like he's done as a no, Titan. No, they that probably out. is too. Uh, right. So what do they want to do? They want to experiment with a, a proven linebacker in this league to say, Zach Cunningham, we're going to give you more opportunity because Luke, they want Zach Cunningham to be the starting linebacker and the leader of the defense. That's what they yeah. want. So they're going, this is why I think you're wrong. Is, and the Mike Vrabel thing, this is where I adamantly disagree. You may have knowledge of the team for covering the team, 
But look at John Robinson. Don't look at Mike Vrabel. John Robinson, this is a, a, a filling a position spot so they don't have to draft or sign a free agent that they've got to go out and question in the offseason. This is John Robinson wanting Zach Cunningham to have that green dot. So they're going to give him every opportunity. I think you were correct in your answer of saying Zach Cunningham is going to be the starting linebacker to start the playoffs. But I think you're wrong, dead wrong, when you say small impact. You can't be a starter from not being a starter and not have a big impact. I think you can. I think to make the equivalent that being a starter means you make a big impact is a false equivalency. I mean, Des Fitzpatrick got to start. He, he didn't make much of an impact, did he? And I know that's obviously right. Des Fitzpatrick stinks. Zach Cunningham does not. But what I'm saying is you have to go a step further because – I'm already sitting on the fence of, is he going to be the starter, right? Like I said, I think it's 55-45 because I think this team likes Jayon Brown and they love David Long. And so, okay, let's say that 55 does come true, the slightly better odds. He does slide in and start. That in itself is not big impact. Big impact would be that happens, and then he starts to make big plays consistently. And, and – that's that's a long way from simply starting. And I know Cunningham's a good player. He has had a down year in Houston, right? There are reasons beyond just he didn't show up for a COVID test why they were comfortable to let this guy go. He, he hated his bosses. When you hate your – look, if you hate me, you're not going to work here, right? Like, if you absolutely hated me, you would not work here. Zach Cunningham hated the coaches, hated losing, probably hated the front office, hated – uh, the COVID restrictions, which there's probably a ton of players that hate their COVID restrictions, right? You got to either, uh, and this is the NFL, I'm not getting a COVID conversation, but you got to either figure it out and maneuver your way to not get vaccinated, or you've got to uh, bow to the man and get vaccinated because your life is going to be easier in that circumstance, if you think that way, right? Zach Cunningham obviously thinks that way because of the news that we know. I think Zach Cunningham, and, and this is the difference where, and you kind of retracted your statement, you can't re compare Zach Cunningham to Des Fitzpatrick. Zach Cunningham led the league in tackles in 2020. I value tackles more than Austin does, and God knows if Austin was here, we'd be me. in an argument. We'd be in an argument right now. I think that I, mean, I remember. I remember when Avery Williamson used to lead the Titans in tackles every year, and then you'd get to the end of the season and say, "Could you name for me a play that Avery Williamson made this year?" And you'd go, "Uh, well, you know, there. Uh, well, no, that was uh, yeah. Well, he, because he, he would won just the fall game against piles. Denver. Uh, do you remember that play? I I do remember that. So, I can't yeah, remember I who the receiver was. You can't was, test my Titans that. knowledge because I'm I'm pretty good at that. But uh, I, Avery Williamson went to the Jets. Uh, bad situation and he ended up look I, when Avery Williamson was signed for that like eight or nine million dollar contract we all said you and everybody uh, that oh, guy's yeah. not worth it right but I think Zach Cunningham's different he proven in this league he's smart all right so here's something and I was waiting to reference this on the show and lo and behold today works when I'm wearing eyeshadow <laughs> I've been watching Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady documentary mm -hmm. on ESPN. There's uh, go through four episodes. It is really great because you know I watched all those games, right? I, I'm, I'm I monitored all that that career, and one of the things that happened in uh, episode four 
is they talked about what Bill Belichick looked for in a player. And Randy Moss described this as smart, tough, physical team player. And I was like, good Lord, that sounds like the Titans opening press conference for John Robinson <laughs> and Mike Vrabel, right? Yeah. This is what I think, though. I believe that Zach Cunningham is a smart, tough, physical team player from I, I do I I don't look, I, I'll give you the first three you don't think he's a team player I don't think he'd be a titan right now if he was Luke if you hate your bosses maybe it's not you do you know what the Texans are doing to their star quarterback they're they're putting they're literally putting him in jail right I mean he's not in jail yet I don't know if he'll go to before, jail before but, the federal government gets a chance to right but the Texans are the worst run franchise in the league. You cannot like it's unfair for you to say that he's not a team player when his team is inadequately run. That that's a that's a false statement on you, Luke. That's that's embarrassing. You're you're now supporting the Texans, not the fact that a player got out of dodge. I'm not supporting the Texans. The reality is the Texans have no, the Texans have 53 players on their roster. And it just so happened that one of them was making this public of an issue. There might be others. I think Brandon cooks perhaps has fallen into that as well, but so it doesn't make, look, you question him as a team player. You, you're that's, that's the statement you said. And yeah, I think that's I very do. unfair. Why? So you, you think that, him sort of coaxing his way out and not, you know, David Cully had the comment about he's not meeting our standard. And, you know, Lovey Smith said divorce is a good thing sometimes, right? You think the guy who propositioned himself in a way to where those comments are being made is Mr. Team First guy? When your team sucks, yeah. When, when your company blows, and the 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 so, organization as a whole is the worst run organization in the entire league. Then yeah, it's not about the player. Maybe it's about how poorly it is. I mean, look at okay. Let's so talk so about we've no, been no, getting no, no. all these all these comments throughout the show today. Lawyer Luke, lawyer Luke, lawyer Luke's going to come out right now. What's your evidence? Why do you think he's a team player? You're What's just, your you're evidence? Just throwing that my, out there, uh, Luke. My evidence is: Do you have you looked and watched? how the Texans have handled their entire franchise over the no, last 365 days? You're explaining to me why he's not not a bad team player. I'm, why, I'm what telling evidence you, do you have that he's Mr. Team Guy? It In Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt, he was a team guy. Okay. He's a smart, intelligent guy. He was just put in a bad situation. I, and, I, and Luke, you talk about covering teams. I covered him at Vanderbilt. I sat in press conferences with Zach Cunningham. He's a smart guy. I heard Derek Mason talk about how he is the leader of the team. Did you watch him at Vanderbilt? Look, we can. I don't mind talking to you about this. This is the great part about the debate. But you are so focused on him not being a team player because he left a bad team. You need to be focusing on the team. It was a bad situation, and now I believe he can thrive because you know who? what is not a poorly run organization? The, the Titans. Tennessee Titans. They fixed that. They were when Tommy Smith was wallowing around the facility and everything was in, in, in just turmoil after Bud died. You know what, Luke? And I did at the time when I was on radio, I called them out 
for being the worst franchise in the NFL. But they eventually fixed it. The problem is the Texans obviously have not fixed it. So I don't think you can attack a player for not being a team player when the team has notoriously over the last several years proved that they are a bad, poorly run business. Interesting comment here from Titans Kyle along the lines of what we're talking about. He says, if you're in a crappy marriage and your spouse cheats on you, if you stop trying as the husband, are you a piece of blank? Yeah, no, 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 no. Obviously, that is a fair point, right? If your spouse cheats on you, it's probably over. You can stop trying at that point. I don't. Do you think, Zach, that that is a fair comparison to this situation I, though. I would I would change the analogy to not cheats because I don't know if the Texans cheat. I just yeah. think that the Texans the Texans are a deadbeat, right? You got to either a deadbeat husband or a deadbeat wife. One of the two, whatever the analogy is. They won't get up, they won't work. They got a problem, right? They're not providing anything to the relationship or they're trying to control you in a way that you don't feel that you should be controlled. That would be the analogy that I would put instead of cheating because cheating is just a different thing. So I don't, I don't sit there and say that the person that leaves that poor marriage, right? I don't say that they are not a good husband or wife or a bad team player. I looked at the marriage and that's what I'm focusing on. Austin, or excuse me, Luke, notoriously, notoriously, the Texans have been in the bad not Zach Cunningham, right? Zach Cunningham is a well-educated guy from Vanderbilt that has played hard. I mean, he played, he led the league in tackles in 2020. He didn't quit on the team. But what changed? The coaching staff, the front office, all of that changed this offseason. That showed their true colors. You know, I, I, yeah. I like the marriage comparison. I just would tweak it. Let, let me round out sort of my thoughts by saying this. Could Zach Cunningham prove to be a team-first player for the Titans? Yes. Could what you talked about, covering him at Vanderbilt, Derek Mason saying he's a you know leader and all that, could that come back into the picture? Yes. But I think what we should be able to agree on is at the end of his time with the Texans, whatever the cause, right, they were poorly run. They have, do, have got Jack Easterby right up there doing whatever. Who knows what? But when you're... It, it 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 goes when you're missing appointments and you're missing meetings like that's just irresponsible. I don't care if you're not fired like what he the way he handled his end of his Texans tenure, I don't think was great. If you're in a bad marriage and you get out and you find the love of your life, doesn't matter. I'm not saying the text the, the Titans could be the love of his life. We'll find out if that happens. But like the relationship comparison is fair. They were in a bad relationship. And could have Zach Cunningham handled things a little differently, but notoriously the Houston Texans have the bad reputation, not Zach yeah. Cunningham. That's that really? that's all I'm saying. So all and we talked about this yesterday in some reference, all is fair in love and war, right? That's kind of what this is. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Again, hadn't heard a peep out of that guy in LA because he was he he wasn't happy in Cleveland. He didn't go about it the right way. Now, 
Odell Beckham Jr. has a bat has a ton worse reputation than Zach Cunningham. I I personally think this is a prediction. And look, I respect. I texted you this yesterday, Luke. You wrote the article. You fell on the sword, but at least you had an opinion. You, I respect the fact that that's what you thought, right? And you put facts behind it. It didn't work out, whatever. Here's my opinion moving forward. I believe Zach Cunningham will impact the Titans' defense this year, and I think it could be great because I think when people are happy, you really find their ceiling. Like, that's the opportunity. You talk about love. When you find somebody, when you get out of a bad relationship, and I think a ton of people in the chat, if you're of age or have been in any relationship, I've been in mine. When you're unhappy in a relationship, you get out of it and you get into a good relationship, you start to breathe better. You start to walk taller. You start to, to care more, be more passionate about your life. Things start to come into place. I think the Titans will give Zach Cunningham every opportunity to be the best person and linebacker that he can be because they want him to replace Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown, one of the two. You're right, Luke. They like David Long Jr. They should. But I think there's big-time questions. They only signed Jayon to a one-year deal. That tells you something. They didn't pick up Rashawn Evans' fifth year. That tells you something. They pick up Zach Cunningham off the waiver wire. Take the $10 million risk. That also tells you something. High hopes for Zach Cunningham in two-tone blue, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think all those are fair points. Look, this is why we do the show. I, I Look, I, there's no ill will. We have opinions. We debate. No. We come in. Look, I respect Luke. I love the debate in you. I used to heckle the, uh, the teacher of the debate team, but I also, because she didn't like me, but I also, <laughs> I was intrigued because ends up I grew up and became somebody that debated topics, right? But <laughs> you're right. You got to find, you got to find your nook and then, uh, and dig it out. So, <clears throat> well, not um, to toot my own horn, but in high school, I competed on the mock trial team. And at the end of my senior year, I was ranked as one of the 10 best lawyers in the country. So, well, there you saying. go, Luke. Well, you're, you're glad that I wasn't the judge. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, let's move on to to the Jags, because, uh, look, the Titans are still in a must win game. And I, it's weird that we say must win, but because the Colts are chomping at the bit and the Steelers losing last night actually helps the Titans a great deal. And that was a great game that came down to the wire. The Steelers just couldn't pull it out down twenty nine nothing, but got within one one score game. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Something happened, go figure, in Jacksonville between their quarterback and their running back and their head coach. We're going to talk about that next, but first, going to talk to you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Bottom right corner of your screen, you see that Hyundai Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles, all for a great price. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great ride. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you today. If you download their app, use the promo code A to Z Sports that you see on your screen there. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, let's talk about the Jags. I don't know if you saw this or not, but this is what happened. James Robinson got benched and his quarterback came to his aid. Trevor Lawrence 
lobbies for James Robinson after recent benching tells the Jaguars coaches he's got to be in the game. First reaction from that, Luke, what do you think about the quarterback through the media essentially telling the coaches what to do? It is well for me, this situation goes beyond because it is strange, right? For a quarterback to the media, like you said, declaring what he has told his coaching staff needs to do. I don't understand why the coaching staff is having to be told by their quarterback that their Pro Bowl running back needs to play and not decrepit Carlos Hyde. I don't understand what this Jaguars coaching staff's obsession with Carlos Hyde is when James Robinson has been on a tear ever since the moment he debuted in week one in in 2020. He was a pro bowler as a rookie. They drafted Travis Etienne in the first round. Like, I don't know what he did to Urban Meyer or Urban Meyer's kids or his family, but they draft Travis Etienne in the first round, try to replace him. Etienne gets hurt. She's like, all right, you know, no harm, no foul. Robinson's still going to be the guy. Let's like, no, we're going to play Carlos Hyde, who has the Ohio State connection to Urban Meyer. Just dumb. I don't understand why that conversation is necessary, but apparently it is because of the way they're using Robinson or rather not using Robinson. Yeah, and they've had games like that where they haven't used Robinson. And again, I know he's my fantasy running back. I was going to trade him, but then I kept him and then he had good games. He kind of up and down, but he's had some good games. We'll talk about his good game that he had against the Titans earlier. He's a good football player. No, no, he is. Here, I think, is the problem. The problem is Urban Meyer, I think he took, go figure, the wrong approach. He took the approach when taking this job as this is a rebuild. I need my guys, my players, my offense, my hand-picked guys. What I would have done if I was Urban Meyer, and I would have done this before the season of what we know, I would pick out and say, who's the best player on the roster? It was James Robinson. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and look, I'm all about, you know, new GM or coach or whatever coming in wanting to set their tone, set their culture. But if you've got guys that were like, imagine if John Robinson had come into the Titans and it's like, we're establishing a new culture. Jarrell Casey, Taylor Lewan, pack your bags. Like there would have been an uprising. Yeah. You well, hey, your or your players, right? Well, yeah. So the approach. I think urban should have taken is, and this is, I think a hard pill for a guy who's always one to swallow is I don't think that he thought he was good. That this team was going to be that bad. Right. But everybody else outside of Jacksonville, or I even think people in Jacksonville knew it outside of the, uh, the facility in Jacksonville knew that the Jags were going to win two to three to four games max. Like I, I like that's just what it is. They don't have the horses to race. They don't yeah. have the players. And you have to accrue those over several years. And so what Urban should have done is go on and say, we're going to ride James Robinson. We're going to make him make our quarterback's life better. This is what I think would have happened, Luke. If Travis Etienne wouldn't have gotten hurt, Travis Etienne would have been the starter by now, and James Robinson probably would have been traded at the trade deadline. That's what I think would have happened. Probably. And, you know, 
I guess did Derrick Henry get hurt after the trade deadline or before? Right before, right? Uh, it was before because I remember people were talking about Titans trading for I don't remember who it was, but there was some trade that people wanted. Yeah. So, uh, but that didn't work out. So the question that we are posing to you guys, which I think is a good one based on what happened last time, James Robinson, look, 37 to 19 in Jacksonville, the Titans win. Now they had their players or more of their players there. AJ Brown was present. Julio Jones, go figure, was not. But James Robinson rushed 18 carries for 149 yards and that 58-yard touchdown scamper. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he so the him. question we're going to ask you is, this week, who is a better threat to the Titans on Sunday? Trevor Lawrence or James Robinson? Trevor Lawrence or James Robinson? We're going to let the comments roll in. Pick one of those wherever you're watching comment i'm very curious because i think this is going to be a, a tough this is going to be a close poll i think usually you would go with the running back or excuse me the quarterback every day of the week but i think james robinson can be a threat so we'll see comment in the comment section but before we get to our answers quickly i do want to talk to you about runner's warehouse nashville's professional landlords 89 dollars per month they can take over and make your life a lot easier. If you have a rental property, let them do all the legwork. They find the tenants. If something goes wrong, they fix it and just give you a bill. They make it easy on you. And all you got to do is sit back, baby, relax, and cash those checks from the tenants. That is where to go. It's renterswarehouse.com right here in Nashville. Their owner is awesome. We know Matt. He'll take care of you. Their business is right, $89 per month. And again, our friends at BetMGM have a deal going on for you. Download their app today. Use the promo code A to Z Sports, and you will get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Must be present in Tennessee and 21 years or older to apply. See BetMGM.com for details. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and needs slash wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Who is a bigger threat to the Titans on th Sunday, Trevor Lawrence or James Robinson? Let's go to the comment section. Derek says Robinson. John says Robinson. James is the only threat from uh, Travis White. Wow, I am surprised about this. I didn't think it was going to be this one-sided. Sawyer goes Robinson. Brock, Deborah, Corey, Sawyer. Here's Gmail on base. Trevor has pedigree, just a matter of time, probably long time with the Jags, though. <laughs> yeah. But could be this time. Titans 2K, Aaron and Scott all go with Robinson. So does Stephen King, our author right there on YouTube. Trevor says Billy or, or Billy Jones says Trevor, excuse me. Ed also goes with Trevor. All right. So some Trevors are, are starting to roll in. Uh, Jarrell, uh, our, our guy, Jarrell, Trevor Lawrence, I trust our D-line talking about possibly defending James Robinson. Uh, Luke, where do you go? And and got a question coming in before we get to that. Jared says, are you starting Robinson? I am starting Robinson because I have uh, Damian Harris for the Patriots and they're on a bye. So, but that's my fantasy league and nobody cares about it. So, Luke, where are you going on this? I think the chat's right. I think it's James Robinson because, as we already talked about, he torched the Titans last time. And several players and Shane Bowen yesterday were, were, were saying, you know, 
the Jags are going to come out and run the ball until we prove to them that we can stop it because they didn't last time. It was a field day for the Jaguars on the ground. So that's reason number one. And I already talked about, you know, I think Robinson's a stud who's playing very well, but also Trevor Lawrence's rookie season has been a big stink bomb. And I know some of that is out of his control. He's not playing with good talent. I have a buddy who works for the Jags organization. We were talking this week about how, you know, he thought that they're not giving him easy throws and easy opportunities. He's sort of being asked to manufacture everything in, in the air. But if you take out the Jags week one game against the Texans, who we've already talked about as being the toilet bowl of the NFL, he threw for three touchdowns in that week one game. Since then, over 400 passing attempts and six touchdowns. I don't care how bad the talent is, how bad the coaching is. That is an abject disaster. Because Marcus Mariota in his rookie season was playing with a terrible roster and throwing to DGB and ancient Harry Douglas with Terry Waffle House Robisky calling plays. And he was fine. I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't six touchdowns through 12 games. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, I think I I, I want to say Lawrence, but I can't. Uh, I'm, I don't, I got to say what I believe. I'm not just going to go just to go against the grain. I, I think yeah. James Robinson is the key because here's the deal. If you look at the Jags, and I've watched a lot of the Jags games this year, uh, painfully. The Jags, if they get into close games late, that's how they've won. If they get behind and Trevor Lawrence has to throw 54 times like he did against Seattle, that game got out of hand early. That is where the, how the Titans can win, but that's also how the Jags can lose. And so they should prevent that by trying to control. And look, I do think this carries weight. And Blue 5133, you are correct. I stand corrected. Because I, I was trying to think, Robinson didn't score on the 58-yard run. It did take... Uh, Harold Landry and coverage for them to score. But I do think that I I put something in on these comments. Trevor Lawrence lobbies for James Robinson after reaching recent benchings, tells Jaguars coaches he's got to be in the game. Here's what I think. So weird. If I'm the quarterback, I tell the coach through the media what he needs to do about a certain player if the coaches give me the opportunity to let that player shine, I'm going to take advantage of it, right? So Trevor Lawrence, I think if he believes in James Robinson, the answer will be James Robinson if they have success. So he is, as I said, Trevor Lawrence is a really good football player. He's just a rookie playing in the NFL for the first time. James Robinson is at least having a proven year, just like Zach Cunningham. He's had a proven year that he can be really, really good. That matters. It doesn't always work out. Look at Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay had a really good year. Who was the running back for Washington? Alfred Morris had a really good year and then fizzled off. James Robinson, I think, has the skill set to not just fizzle off. I think he needs more opportunity. I think he'll get them. Yeah. I, it, but a good comment brought up by Josh, Urban actually has to use him for him to be a threat. And it obviously remains to be seen if this will be a game where they let him ride and do what they should or 
we see Carlos Hyde, who was a street free agent before this season. Yeah, uh, and Urban Meyer is stubborn. That's the problem. And he thinks that his way is the highway because his highway is one of a lot of games, right? We can't, but yeah. never in the NFL. And as Nick Saban and some other coaches, when you get a John Calipari, when you get into other leagues and you get, you get got the good coaches like Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll, they figure out how not to get got and to build, you know, a recipe I just don't know if Urban knows that recipe. He sure doesn't know it this year. Yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if Urban Meyer will still be the head coach in year four of his contract. I know you could say like. I mean, there are some people that year, don't think he's going to be the head coach in year two of his contract. Uh, the Jags front office gave him too much money and like him too much to let him they go. They did before he got a lap dance at his restaurant. Yeah, but look, that's a moral thing. Uh, I, uh, it's not. I think it goes beyond the moral stuff. The problem was he didn't. How fly much? Back mo- with well, his how much? How much loss. is it worth to you, Luke? Because if you fire him, how much money are you going to have to pay for getting that lap dance? It's not even a lap dance. He just had it. Rather I'm, pay. I'm money not than downplaying have a bad it. Coach. it. Huh? I'd rather pay than have a bad coach. You have a bad team. <laughs> You had a bet. You had the worst team last year. You still have yeah, a bad I mean, team. You you have to give the coach any better with Urban Meyer. I don't think. And look, I was in on Urban Meyer, but the, it's he's been, it's been a weird year for him. Yeah, you just need time. I think that the Jags will give Urban and Trevor Lawrence a couple of years to at least figure it out. I will say this: if he has another incident, like he's got a strike on him because of that uh, that bar scene. If yeah, he has it. If he gets another strike, that I think probably would warrant firing because the team hasn't improved. But it's not good. And and Ahmad does bring this up again. It's not a lap dance. Like I don't think she was giving him a lap dance. She was like, again, I, I I, I'm not I supporting. Use, I used the phrase sort of in jest, but you know. You get a lap dance at Deja Vu. Like, she was grinding up on him, like, dancing, right? You can't do that to a married man of his position. You can't do that to a married man or shouldn't. But Ahmad is right. You got lap dancing, benching really good running backs, losing games, only winning two games. The line is thin. The the line is thin. Um, All right. Uh, Luke. Before we get to Ain't That Good News to end the week, I'm going to ask you something because I'm not going to get a chance. I know you'll have some time on game day morning, but do you feel – how do you feel about this game Sunday, a game the Titans should – that's been a key word this week – should win? Do you feel – how do you feel about this game? I think, excuse me. I think they'll win. I I think they're mad about the two game losing streak. I don't think that's indicative of who they are. And, and I really think that if you can just get the turnovers reversed, you're going to see a much better team because both of these games, Houston and New England, were disappointing losses. Uh, but they were games that they competed in. They were in those games, sort of until the wire. New England got out of hand late in the third quarter. But look, nine turnovers in two games. And I've said this on the radio. I said this 
on primetime last week. I said it on No Nonsense. Nine turnovers in two games is embarrassing. It's unacceptable. It's an abject failure. And you're going to win zero games when you're turning the ball over at that high of a rate. And if they can just bring, you know, you know, four and a half turnovers per game down to like one, then you're going to see a much better team. They're also rested. They're more healthy. They're getting some guys back, probably Julio. I think we at least expect that. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think they'll win this game. The Titans have historically dominated the Jags. I don't see why that would change now. That's fair. Dom asks, how does this game smell to you, Zach? I think that's a good question, Dom, but you are going to have to wait a couple of days. I have who is the key to the Titans winning this game. I have the singular key. And I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to give you any hints. But I will disclose that it will be the lead on our pregame show live from the main state. Come hang out. It was a great way for us to for me to promote it. But, I mean, I'm promoting something that's fun and cool. The main state right there will have a pregame, halftime, and postgame show across the street from Nissan Stadium. Come hang out with us. Two for one Mill Creek draft beers. But I have the key. I do have the key. I will disclose that pregame of our pregame halftime postgame show live from the mainstay on Sunday when Austin returns for that. And we find out if the the Jags or the Titans are going to come out victorious. All right. It's about that time. But before we get to our end of week, we got to talk to you about the Bone and Joint Institute. Love the Bone and Joint Institute. We'll have a doc talk next week. This is interesting. Listen up. Derek Henry, we heard a little bit more news from Diana Rossini yesterday. We'll talk about that with a doctor, a specialist, an ankle specialist in Doc Talk next week from the Bone and Joint Institute. State-of-the-art facility. Don't fumble on your recovery. They've got great doctors. Austin and I personally know a couple of the doctors that, that provide care there. Next week, we'll have a Doc Talk as we kind of wanted to plan this. It's been a certain amount of time a month plus now let's see what the doctor says about the news reported about Derrick Henry, the progress and what the next steps are to get back on the field for the King and helping the Titans uh, in a big way. So bone and joint Institute go there. They'll hook you up. And one more time, our friends at Betham GM have a great deal going on for you. Download their app. Use the promo code you see on your screen. I've got it on the screen. A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Now, before before we get into ain't that good news, Zach, someone made the comment earlier that with your magic bucket eyeliner that you look like Derek Carr. So I thought we would have a nice little side-by-side here. (laughs) What do we think? I mean, with the eyeshadow, it looks like you can't even see my eyes. I mean, it's shadow. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, I see the good. resemblance, certainly. Because Carr know. always gets made fun of for looking like he wears eyeliner. Right? And, yeah. you know, I don't think, I think this will be the last time I wear eyeliner. I hope. I, I, just not a look for me. Hey, maybe look for somebody else, but not for me. All right, Luke. It's that time. Get ready. (laughs) 
Ain't that good news? It's a Friday. Right. Submit your good news. This has been, uh, look, I mean, I've been traveling for a long time, either sick or traveling. So I have my good news a little bit based on that. But this week is done. The bye week, the bye week blues of not having your favorite team for the Titans, if that is yours uh, as fans in the chat, that's over. Give us some good news, Luke, for you that you've seen personally, and then I can read some comments. Yeah, so my good news is that it starts with bad news. I've been very under the weather all week, felt awful on Tuesday, never thought it was COVID, and of course get tested weekly with the Titans, so that was never a concern, but had a really yucky sinus infection. And for whatever reason, I've had a bad history with doctors that aren't like, you know, my doctor. Uh, So I grew up in Columbia, and so like my healthcare folks are, are down there. Like in Nashville, it's like they never believe I'm sick. Like I go in and they're like, I just take some mucinex and some ibuprofen. You'll, you'll, you know, pipe right back up. But so finally, I've, I've found someone in the Nashville area who believes me and gave me a, a couple of steroids and an antibiotic. Probably couldn't have done this show very well on Wednesday. And you've, you've heard my voice croak and crack a couple times today, but we're on the mend, feeling great. Um, and getting better. So that's great heading into the weekend. Well, I have planned through pain. We respect that here at A to Z Sports. We don't treat you like the Texans treat Zach Cunningham. We treat <laughs> you with great respect. We respect you as a team player because we know you are. And uh, we're, 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 we're happy and privileged to have you on the show this morning and all the work that you do. So, hey, plan through pain. I respect that. All right. Well, uh, funny side note, when you talk about like doctors, when I got diagnosed with COVID, I had 102 fever and I went to a walk-in clinic because obviously it was like, I don't feel very good. And I was like, I hoped it was the flu, end up it was COVID. And so they called me with my results and said, uh, and I, I had a long conversation with the doctor. I had never met her before, but I was in there for about an hour. But that's just, that's me and doctors. I always ask a lot of questions to doctors. But I was like, she told me that it was COVID and I was like, so what can I do? And she was like, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of wish you good luck because <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, literally, and I, I, I go, you know what? You're right. That's about all you can do. She, so I got good luck to my COVID diagnosis. And she obviously was like, you know, if you're feeling extreme chest pain, go to the hospital. But I, I fortunately I didn't have that. Um, now, so- I see this. I see this comment. Uh, some I I lost the comment. I hate when that happens. But it said my okay. There it is. It said my good news is I haven't seen Luke yawn for the entire show, which is usually problematic. Go. And it's weird because usually when I'm yawning, I sleep great the night before. I slept terribly last night because I was coughing and couldn't fall asleep. Ah, no yawns. Now. Zach, while you're sharing your good news, I'm going to go get what Austin bought me for the magic bucket so that I can uh, show that. Okay, well, I'll read some comments while you go. Uh, Noah, yeah, and I, I appreciate you bringing this up. He faded me last night. Uh, man, I gave, and I lost $100 on it. So, Noah, I'm glad somebody could profit of it. I said over completions for Kirk Cousins. He had 31, I believe. It was 32 and a half, so he needed 33. So he went against me on the Kirk Cousins pass attempts prop, chose the under, and hit his four-leg prop uh, parlay. Well, he would have hit it if 
two of the drives weren't a Dalvin Cook long run for a touchdown and then that long pass in the third or fourth quarter to put them up by 16 at the time. So, Noah, I congratulate you. Um, Austin lost because he followed me, so I apologize for that bet, but that was crushing. Uh, good news, having annual Christmas party from Scott on Saturday. Happy because he skipped last year's due to COVID. Looking forward to family and friends. Yeah. That is also good news. I have, a Christmas, going- I have a Christmas party tomorrow, too. And what we do is we do, my friends and I do an all-day Christmas party. It starts at 8 a.m. and goes to 8.30 p.m. It's fantastic. A 12-hour Christmas party? Yes. It's fantastic. Three How meals. work? What do you do? You progress. It's like we plan out the day and we do various activities at various people's houses. Like we'll play wiffle ball and... And volleyball and and like card games and have meals at people's houses. Does sound fun. It's great. It's awesome. For me, uh, with my friends again, I don't know. You, uh, when it come about eight thirty with all my friends, I mean, it would be uh, a disaster because we'd all be wasted. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it gets when we're around each other and it's ten o'clock. People are like, oh, let's let's make it bloody Mary. And then if it's 830, so uh that would be fun. I just don't think all my friends who I kind of that shows a little bit about me, but uh, all, all of my friends, uh, it would be a rough night that night. Jarrell says going to the Birmingham board bowl, uh war damn eagle, talking about the Auburn Tigers. Good news. I'll able to get his surgery scheduled before the end of the year. So it won't cost him anything. Aaron taking advantage of the healthcare system in the right way with deductibles. So there you go, Aaron, that is smart. Um, let's see, scrolling down. Good news. Uh, Jesse Smollett was found guilty. I mean, I don't know how much that affects you, but he lied. So there you go. Um, good news. As, as we said, uh, oh, mother-in-law has left his house. <laughs> G-Man on base. The mother-in-law has gone. I was going to do one good news, but it actually it cued something. Something else cued me to, to switch my good news. Ty Smith. On the Derek Carr says, Zach's got way better hair than Derek <laughs> Carr. Well, thank you very much. But here is my good news. So I schedule my haircuts like every two and a half weeks or so. And I'll yeah. tell you why here in a second. I mean, that's probably pretty close together, but I had I had a uh, haircut, and then two and a half weeks later, I got COVID. I could not get a haircut. So mm-hmm. I've gone a month plus without getting a haircut, and now I've noticed that, like, in the comments, when I have this week, my hair will be like this, and there will always be a comment being like, Zach looks like he just woke up or Zach looks <laughs> awful or Zach's hair's out of whack. I see the comments and I, again, I'm not really self-conscious. I don't really give a rip, but the real problem is I'm 34 years old and the grays are starting to rear their ugly head. And mm-hmm. so I don't like grays. I don't know why I think it's because I don't feel I'm- old and I've got a lot of energy and that's just my personality. So grays are a sign of weakness and I uh, grays are for weak. And so I don't like that. So I'm getting a haircut today for the first time in over a month because of COVID. So that is my good news. I'm looking forward to that haircut. Don't feel bad. I've had gray since I was 21. Right. 
I, I fortunately hasn't, haven't, they've just started popping up. The worst are in my beard. You know, I, I've had a beard most of my life ever since I've been able to grow one, but now they're starting to pop up and guys, I don't know if, uh, and Lucas says he was 18 when he was gray and it's a complex. I fully like understand the, the complex, but like, if I see one in my beard, I'm pulling that MF route. Like I'm going, finding a tweezers and, and plucking it out. And now they're, they're kind of overriding where I don't have, I don't have that kind of time anymore. Now, uh, I mentioned showing Austin's magic bucket gift. Lucas knows what it is. He says, how was the book, Luke? Because this is what Austin got me for my last magic bucket gift. It's a children's book called The Yawns Are Coming. I don't know if you can. That's pretty good. No yawns today, though. None today. No. Maybe it's because you got the book. book. The little blurb on the back. If it's hard to f- fit the camera and get my face in front of the microphone, but the blurb on the back says, "You can run, you can hide, but you can't escape the yawns." That's fair. It's like the sneezes. The sneezes are hard. That you you want the sneeze, you don't not want the sneeze, but you don't want the sneeze. Yeah, exactly. And that makes perfect sense if you understood what I said. The worst uh, is if you're somewhere with a mask on. Because you don't want to take the mask off to sneeze because, like, that's kind of the point of the mask. But you also don't want to sneeze in the mask because then it just gets gross. Here's the worst part. I've been on planes for the last six months flying back and forth to Dallas. And I yeah. sleep really easily on the plane. Like, I, I uh-huh. can go to sleep in two seconds. Problem is I snore. And I have a mask on. And so I snore. And I don't really care, like, people around me. But if you I, – I find myself waking up, like <clears> – <throat> and coughing on an airplane is the worst especially in a mask and then you look around and maybe you don't i i slept through the woman coming by or the man or woman coming by for drinks or beverages so i have no water and so yeah as i'm struggling to get through the cough and everybody knows that i'm coughing because i was just asleep because they heard me snoring so that's a whole, whole ordeal but that's bad news. We end on good news. The good news is <laughs> this week is in the books. Thank you, Luke, for, for joining us today. We appreciate uh, your time and effort. We appreciate the chat. Really good comments this week. So we'll find out. Titans, Jags, pregame, postgame, and a halftime show coming your way live from the mainstay. Come drink a beer with us. Come if you're going to the game or watch the game with us. So eight is Titan game day morning, 9.50 a.m. at Nissan Stadium. And Luke's Titan Game Day morning. Live notifications on. We will see you Sunday. Have a safe Friday and Saturday. And, hey, we'll see you when we see you. Adios.